Hello and welcome to Technically Speaking, a podcast where scientists and engineers come together to chat about a common interest, share knowledge and satisfy some curiosity. I'm Anika and in this episode I'm joined by Rueda, Laura and Kara to talk about concrete and offer our points of view on its use as a building material. So to start off with, Laura, why do you care about concrete? Well, it's it's actually quite a complicated material. It's got lots of different things going on in it. Um, so you've got all these really kind of slow chemical processes that over time add up to some really big changes, which I find quite interesting. Definitely is interesting. What about you, Cara? What are your thoughts on concrete? Well, I guess I studied civil engineering and I find concrete incredibly boring. I have to be honest. At the time that I was studying civil engineering, it was the part of engineering I just didn't find interesting at all from the um, engineering perspective of trying to figure out how it works and why. But actually, the more I kind of learned about building materials and why we use them and what the reasons are behind them and kind of like the kind of personal stories that really go into stuff, that's when I started to find actually concrete quite a bit interesting. I like that. I've never heard of someone talking about the personal stories that related to concrete. And I think that's such a nice thing uh, to think about because we don't often think there is personality behind these buildings someone's put all that effort making them yeah you don't I think there's like a lot of it around the world but I'm Irish my background what we did was we emigrated around the world and built stuff so there's probably a lot of Irish stories within concrete well within the lane of concrete not in the engineering behind it definitely and there's a lot of Irish pubs in any country in the world (laughs) yeah maybe they were built by by concrete uh, as well yeah exactly um what about you Rueda What, what are your thoughts I started dealing with concrete in my undergrad as a civil engineer. I didn't like it much then. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was like uh, reinforced concrete design was really got to me. It was kind of uh, complicated for an undergrad at the time. Um, then I ended up doing a PhD in concrete in fire where I found concrete really uh, interesting. Um, it's also like it's the way that concrete could form into any shape uh, which make the building really look nice if you want it to be uh, and that's why I really find the concrete to be a fascinating material. Did you right. say your PhD was setting concrete on fire? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's basically concrete have a good reputation for being a, a good resisting in, in, in for, uh, for a fire scenario however uh, after 500 degrees um, centigrade, it will start to degrade and have all this weird behavior because the moisture will go out of the concrete. Um, and that's when uh, it becomes a bit dangerous and not as stable as we think it would be. Uh, and any kind of um, um, deformation to the concrete would be irreversible uh, in case of a fire so that's why I was started to find it more interesting. Definitely super super interesting there's so much for us to all learn Um, so as you probably guessed we do have a concrete expert with us um, Rueda so now we've got some kind of idea of why concrete is interesting to all of us. Um, Rueda can you tell us a bit about how you make it? So basically concrete is not uh, a one material, it's a mixture of a few stuff. So is aggregate, um, which is gravel and sand and uh, cement and water. And cement do act like the glue in the concrete. So it's the glue that brings everything together. Um, An interesting fact about the cement itself, uh, it was made in the UK in Leeds by someone called Joseph Aston, and it's called Portland cement. 
And also there's another funny story about the name Portland Cement. Anyone want, want to say why it's called like Portland Cement? It's from a no. place in Portland, maybe? I don't know. Roughly. So there is like the shore and it's Portland, the huge rock in there and it's gray and cement is gray. And when they were promoting cement, they said is as strong as the Portland rocks. Also, like because you mix few materials to make the concrete uh, that make it kind of inhomogeneous and making the cement itself is basically you need to get some rocks that contain silica uh, and calcium, burn these rocks, and then you'll get the cement. It's interesting when you make the concrete, you'll add the water back to your cement to make it harden again. Quite interesting, isn't it? Very interesting. I've always used cement and concrete interchangeably uh, as two words I don't know if that's maybe because I'm not from a civil engineering background but I always do that but so that's incorrect so basically cement is the powder if you mix the cement only with water that would be a grout okay or a cement paste if you add sand to it and that's when you use it to glue masonry units together bricks uh, that called mortar mm-hmm. and concrete is actually when you add uh, in the aggregate Fab. Which, which would lead I you so to a... here. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to realize that. It's <laughs> yeah, it, it's interesting how many civil engineers graduate without knowing that because no one indicated to them. Um, and I keep saying that all the time. It's like there's two, three different types of things in concrete, which brings me to another point. There is reinforced concrete and there is normal concrete. So normal concrete is not really, really good in uh, intention. So basically when you try to bend it, it snaps. Uh, so we add steel in the tension bit and that's where we come reinforced concrete. So there is concrete, there's reinforced concrete as well, uh, which is a different animal. I think that's really interesting as well because actually well, living in the UK anyway, we see with grout, mortar, and concrete all the time in the, the buildings all around us. And people probably refer to them as different names. So like in your everyday life, it's quite interesting just to know that they have correct names for those things. <laughs> yeah, learn the differences between them and like, because yeah, we just think they're either all the same, but they have quite a few differences. So that's really interesting. Mm. So we've talked a bit about how concrete is made. Can you discuss a bit about the impact on the, on the environment, like this manufacturing process of concrete? How does that impact the, the climate? Uh, there are two things would impact the environment is the manufacturing bit. When you try to produce concrete, as I said, you get rock, you burn them, burn them CO2. Um, and the other bit is the reaction itself for the cement to be going back to its hardened status when it's used as the glue. And that would release CO2 as well. So it's like two things contribute to that. The carbon footprint coming from the concrete is about 200 gram per kilo. Oh, wow. uh, uh, however, it's, it's much less than the footprint for steel. So the steel will have five times higher footprint than concrete. Yeah, definitely something we have to consider a lot more these days, uh, you know when we're talking about climate change and all, and all of these issues. But nevertheless, concrete definitely has its uses as we've mentioned we see it all over the place um all around the world so i'd like to ask two of our non-concrete specialists laura and cara if you were to build your dream house what would you want to know about concrete 
so my dream house um so i i live near lake district national park in the uk uh, which is very pretty it's also very wet um so i'd want something that would be sort of protective from the damp um and probably quite warm which i think from what i can tell seems like it would have to be kind of like at least partially underground to retain the heat um so how would i go about creating sort of like almost like I want to say a concrete bunker but that sounds really grim to live in um over time Laura do you know what I mean <laughs> sounds reasonable having having a concrete bunker I'd say but anyway, yeah sorry. it would have like carved out into the hillside so you could have some views across the mountains um but how, bunker style. How, how else would you have a bunker unless it was carved out into a mountain bunker with a view yeah <laughs> well interesting though because you could use the concrete in your frame um, so the frame of your of the building, um, and you could shape that in any way because you could cast the concrete. Because we always try to make the concrete workable, so it would be easily poured into a, a different shape. So you could use the concrete as the frame of your house, um, which also you could, if you're very if you are worried of the on uh, on the environment, you could use some of the add mixture like fly ash to reduce how much cement you'll have in it. Um, and pouring your frame of your bunker from concrete would uh, be very good. Um, also, you could use the masonry bricks in uh, for the isolating stuff, or you can, because um, like you, you do, we didn't want to cast your walls out of concrete. You're not building a nuclear reactor there. Um, <laughs> So you would use masonry bricks, which have some concrete with where the motors come in as well. And it's also like shaped, like that it could be shaped in any way you would like. However, like having um, the structure, the main structure from casted uh, concrete would be fine. So that would be my idea on this one. Okay. So if I wanted to keep it really insulating, um, is there anything particular I'd have to do to it to make it like sort of retain the heat in the winter? Um, it would retain the heat anyway in the winter, so because concrete thermal conductivity is really low, um, and uh, that is uh, one of the advantages of having a building with concrete is this thermal conductivity is really low. So let's say if you cast the the slab, which is the roof or the um, flooring between your floors from concrete, the heat won't travel in between the two stories uh, as much as from another material, let's say like timber or something else, because it's have a very low uh, thermal conductivity, so it will help your insulation. However, I would not recommend casting walls of concrete because it would look hideous. So. <laughs> so if I had like a concrete floor and a concrete ceiling and then like maybe some walls that were covered in something else, like in yeah. part of the mountain Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what I would I would assume, like having the walls to be built with uh, masonry bricks. Um, there is um, something I would not recommend using very much to reduce its impact on the environment. But if you need, there is um, concrete blocks uh, and they could act like a masonry unit. So they would cast them into a masonry shape and they build with them. And they would really help with insulation because... Uh, uh, they cast in a way that they're from concrete and they have a gap in the middle that would reduce the, uh, uh, well, well, increase the thermal insulation, really, not reduce it. Okay. 
And I, I know that there are some quite slow chemical processes that go on in concrete that I, I think, does it normally have like a design life of about 50 years? Um, uh, yes and no. So basically they assume the design life of the concrete span is 50 years because they would think it's not as durable. Um, however you need design it, it depends on where you place your structure. So if you're on a marine structure, you would want to regularly maintain that because um, the concrete will be directly affected by salt water where salt will attack the concrete and uh, degrade the bond between its material. Um, and that's where it would become uh, kind of dangerous. Um, also like a bridge case could be another example for that. So because uh, con concrete is very susceptible to the, to the weather, however, it's very durable. Um, so uh, the strength could decrease. I wouldn't worry if I'm building a house with concrete to have a span of 50 years, it would definitely have a higher span. Oh, that's good to know. So it'll outlast me, probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be fine. All your bunker needs concrete seems like a reasonable material. Caro, what about you? What would you want, uh, you know, in your dream house that maybe concrete could help fulfill? Uh, I have to say, Verita. So, yeah, OK, well, I've got some questions for you. First of all, I, you've done the job of convincing me that concrete is actually kind of interesting. I actually have loads of questions for you now <laughs> in what you've just said. Um, so. I don't know, I kind of want to make a few points, actually. So you're making me think about how you should build houses. The one you've just said is a concrete's really good for building because it doesn't um, transfer thermal, doesn't transfer heat very easily. And this makes me wonder why there's so many countries building giant glass buildings if they should be using things like concrete instead that aren't transferring heat so easily, right? They're turning houses into greenhouses, whereas things like concrete might do a slightly better job. And then you've said... So that wasn't what I was thinking originally. What I actually was going to ask was that my dream house was always going to be the opposite of whatever concrete could be because in Ireland, they have really weird planning rules for, for generate for decades in, in the Republic of Ireland where there's something called, I think it's called like development blight where you basically build a house wherever you wanted if you had land and everyone built it from these concrete blocks you've just spoken about. We call them breeze blocks and they leave them just looking like concrete squares and they're so unattractive they don't even paint them they just look so terrible and I always hated concrete because of that I was like it just looks absolutely dreadful why would you want to build a house like that but so I thankfully I've kind of got over that a little bit and I've come to really appreciate things like brutalism you know we can actually have some kind of like the Reynolds building right is a great example of a concrete building which maybe was ugly for a while but we kind of can appreciate it again or the Preston bus station which is like one of the best examples of like brutalism in the northwest people say um so I've kind of come around to it now. So for me, the, the things I would consider is if I'm weighing up what, how to build a dream house, it's between how does, it, how does it look aesthetically? What's the environmental impact of it going to be? But also what's the cost? How easy is it to build with concrete? And you kind of answered a lot of that already. You kind of said concrete does a lot of the job of you can make it, you can form it how you want. So it looks quite nice. It does things quite well with concrete. We know how to do it quite easily. So maybe is the environmental impact the biggest thing here? So what is it we really need to balance out when we're thinking about the environmental impact of concrete? Um, so first thing, uh, if you're worried about the environment, there is few stuff that happening with concrete industry at the moment. So some people will use the recycled degrade. So when they demolish the building, they'll crash the concrete back to aggregate and reuse it. So you could use a recycled uh, aggregate for your concrete, um, or they, some people will call that reclaimed aggregate. 
the other thing that you would um, also could use is using some of the admixture because you're building a house. Uh, you don't need a very high resistance. You don't. You're not building a high uh, a skyscraper. So um, uh, you could use the admixture like fly ash or volcanic ash that would reduce the amount of cement in the concrete mix that you're using. Um, the other possibility is uh, lots of people using lightweight concrete now um, and they would use tire uh, shredded tires in the concrete which make it light in weight and still have a good uh, resistance. So you could use like lots of, you could put in lots of stuff in your concrete that make it more environmentally friendly and reduce the impact of uh, producing uh, the concrete uh, to the environment as well. So there aren't that many volcanoes around here. We so could import. We could, but would that not then like push up the CO2 emissions again because you're transferring stuff further than you necessarily have to? Well, there's well, a fly I ash coming from the steel industry. But, it's, but I, I would argue there could be one thing we could use, which would people say is very environmentally friendly, which is hemp. And you can have hempcrete, right? And so hemp is a, polit there's political arguments about why you should or shouldn't have hemp grown in different places. And the minute you can't farm hemp on a large scale, I don't think that easily within the UK or other than Europe. But apparently hemp is a great thing that you can't put into concrete. And it's um, a very sustainable source of plant material that can be used within concrete. I haven't grows, heard this. It grows one. wild all over the place as well, right? Like, a lot, yeah, it does. Lot, I know in Pakistan, it's like everywhere. It's just, yeah. It's, it's slightly I, different, but it, like, you, it just grows. Like, yeah. Random. Can see it on I have to side. say, I don't know the actual science behind how comparable that is to volcanic ash or to fly ash, but I know that it is a, an option, at least, for a different material. It's quite like horsehair. Rubida, am I correct in thinking horsehair is one of the first things that they used to put into concrete? Yeah, they, they put quite a lot of things because basically that you, you, you add these to add the strength to extension because the long strand will give you more resistance in the tension. So when you bend it, it won't snap at you. It would be a bit more ductile. So it has yeah. to be long. You can't have like offcuts from the hairdressers used to reinforce. <laughs> no. That could be a good thing. You know. If, if, but it has to be long. Yeah, there has to be long. And there has to be a certain length to have some impact on the material. Otherwise, it's just something there and would not work. Fascinating. Um, okay, so I think we've discussed a lot about the dreams and potential things um, for the future, including hemp concrete. Um, so why do we build with concrete? I think we've covered a lot of this to be honest, but if we could summarize why we still use concrete and why we build with it. Uh, well, first formable, so you can form it into any shape, durable and is very economic and have low thermal conductivity. Um, so uh, that's why we'd, I would build with concrete and basically civil engineers are here to make building safer and more affordable. So concrete is a good choice. Awesome. Um, and I'd also like to ask our panelists what their favorite concrete buildings are. I know Cara has already mentioned brutalism and some of the buildings in Manchester, but yeah, if everyone could say what their favorite concrete buildings are. Uh, I don't have a favorite building as such, but I know that when you polish it, 
and you bring out like all the shine like so you take off the surface layer and you reveal all the aggregate inside and you sort of shine that up it looks really really impressive um you can build like work tops out of it for kitchens and it looks so nice mm. i never knew you could polish concrete this is oh like... my god you have to go so this is blowing my mind right now that you can polish concrete i'm just like wow I think you can polish anything. True. You can get polished concrete floors. I totally agree, Laura. Aesthetically spot on. <laughs> Rueda, what about you? you? You you clearly love concrete a lot. Yes, actually, I have lots of favorite concrete structures um, and I'll share two of them. One of them is a bridge. It's called the Clark uh, Manshire Bridge. Uh, which I found it very annoying to pronounce. However, it's a very fascinating bridge in Scotland made from pre-stressed concrete, which is similar to reinforced concrete, except for this time you will pre-stress your steel bar when you make your um, concrete to make it more resistant. So the span for the girder for this uh, bridge is about 45 meter, which is a huge span. Also the shape of the uh, of the girder itself uh, is shaped in a very nice way uh, that would resist um, uh, the, the dynamic impact of the wind and so, and so on and make it lightweight uh, as well, um, which uh, it could not be done without the concrete. So that's the first structure. The other structure is um, the VNA Museum in Dundee. Um, uh, and it's basically has the building made from concrete because the concrete is, is durable uh, and the building is just next to the Tay Bridge in Dundee. Um, and it's one of the very famous uh, building as well. And it have uh, the main panel made of the of a structural glass as well in, in the middle. So it's, it's, it looks really nice. Um, also, like the facade of it made of all these all, all pre-cast pre uh, concrete beam. I think when I read the report about it, it was around 6,000 um, beam made to used in the facade. They all had different dimension to make it look more modern. So that's my uh, two favorite buildings I'm sharing with you. Some beautiful structures there. I recommend everyone looks them up. Um, so, Kara, I know you mentioned the Reynolds building. Do you have any other fabulous concrete structures that stand out to you? Um, I think as someone who doesn't know concrete as well, um, I'm not a concrete expert, I think it's difficult to know actually sometimes what buildings are made from concrete um, because sometimes it's internally being used to hold things up but maybe an outside of glass instead, so you don't really know. So, yeah, I have to say that I have struggled to pick just one building that I could really point at, but I do really enjoy Soviet architecture. Um, I think generally it's it's after with a bit of distance, now we kind of appreciate maybe the um, concrete has kind of come back into fashion again a little bit or something. I'm not sure. But yeah, I just really like aesthetically how the buildings look and how they manage to get artwork done directly into the concrete on the facades. Yeah, there's some awesome uh, yeah, kind of this brutalist type architecture. Also, mm -hmm. like in, in Berlin, I remember similar types of architecture. And it's, it's beautiful. And I think that's a really good point about not knowing whether a building has concrete inside. Like now I'm thinking, does my house have concrete? Most likely it does. But I never thought of that because it's just like I just see the bricks on the outside. And it's really cool to think that, yeah, there's all these buildings that have concrete and we wouldn't have even thought about it. Um, okay, so we've discussed about how concrete's been used in the past, how it's used in the present. Do you guys think that concrete is still going to be used in the future or will we use something else? Um, 
So from my perspective, so first I want to comment on your house. So your house probably have mortar, not concrete in it, if it's built with the bricks. Um, so let's go back I to I remember this question. from the beginning, mortar versus cement versus <laughs> concrete. I have learned something in this book, <laughs> I promise. Um, yeah, so back to the future. Yes, we will still be building from concrete. Um, however, we're trying to make the concrete more, more sustainable and more environmental friendly as well. Um, the other material is, which is of use now is timber. Um, uh, there's like lots of fascinating building built out of timber. Uh, there is one, 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 one of them is the cube building in London is three, 33 meter high. And the new thing in civil engineering is called steel, uh, high body steel timber buildings, which basically they mix the steel and timber uh, in their building. Um, and uh, one example of that, which is just approved is the South Warwick tube, uh, tube station building. So they will build a building put 17 story over that tube station in London. Um, and I think it would be fascinating because both steel and timber could look really nice in a building. Yeah, some awesome, awesome things to look forward to. And an unwitting reference to one of the best movies all, of all time, Back to the Future, at the beginning uh, of that really segment. And yeah, love that movie. So also watch Back to the Future, guys. Um, <laughs> so we're coming towards the end now. Um, so initially, although concrete might seem kind of boring, when you start talking to an expert and uh, a group of interested people, uh, as we have done today, it suddenly becomes really, really interesting. Um, it seems quite a complex material that's challenging to make, um, but it's used in so many different applications because it's formable and it can make different shapes. However, it does have a bit of an impact on the climate. So that's something we're going to have to think about moving forward. Um, so just to end, I want to ask our, our panel and our expert today if there's anything like any messages they want to reinforce. Do you get it? Funny, and <laughs> maybe not that funny. Um, um, then, yeah, you want to mention before we before we wrap up. Yeah, we know we need some concrete messages there, aren't we? Oh yeah, another great one. Love it. <laughs> yeah, my response is definitely to me try not to use really terrible puns. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I've been told that before, so I, I will definitely take that moving forward. <laughs> Although it does make the conversation more interesting. Well, I don't know. It's debatable, isn't it? We we can ask our listeners. Please, please contact us on our. We have a Twitter page now. I should have mentioned this before. Uh, what's our Twitter handle, Laura? Oh, it's something like technically it's put 11. It's great, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you, you, can find, you can find us if you just uh, search for technically speaking in Twitter and take a look for our podcast artwork. <laughs> and let us know if you want more puns. It can be arranged. Um, but yeah, no, are there any, any concrete things that people want to let people know before we finish? Um, I would just say like all the material we're using to build will have an impact on the environment. So we need to be reasonable when we build the stuff. Um, and we would need to think about the impact of any material, not only the concrete, because it has two parts. It has the pr production of it and the use of it. And we need to be as environmental friendly when we're doing uh, this. So really being conscious of the life cycle of, of a whole project, yeah, as you say, going from the manufacturing to the usage um, and hopefully hopefully using stuff as long as possible and trying to extend the life of things that we already have rather than building new things. Um, a lot of the time we hear people want to demolish a lot of the buildings 
up with this brutalist architecture but is there a way we can repurpose them for something that that's something definitely to think about um yeah thank you very much uh to laura cara and Roweda. that was a fascinating conversation uh, i hope everyone who's listening learned about as much about concrete as i have today as a complete novice and yeah please get in touch with us on our twitter and hopefully we'll chat with you next time the views expressed in this podcast belong entirely to the person that said them. They do not represent any industry or organisation. If you enjoyed listening to these views, it would really help us out if you could rate us, leave a review and tell a friend. This podcast was sponsored by no one, but if you're interested in funding us to continue to have frank discussions about science and engineering, please get in touch.